have to like not put too much weight into any one performance. I've learned from from having really bad performances, but the next one's great. The the most important part is being very logical about your training. Mm-hmm. So I've learned like okay, you show up, you don't know what's going to happen, it doesn't matter because like if you keep showing up like it will eventually pay off. Yo. Sweet. Sweet. Well, <laughs> welcome to the B-Rad podcast. I am your host, Kat Bradley, and with me I have Nell Rojas, who I've known for years, looked up to for years. Since, like, she, she when I met you, you were working at Boulder Running Company. Well, that was a long time ago. I know. I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. was that, like, eight years ago now? Oh, <laughs> probably more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, 2000, I probably quit. Yeah, like, 2014. Yeah. yeah. And um, since, you know... I always knew you were a badass, but since um, now you're the sixth fastest fastest marathoner in the United States, um, two-time top American at Boston, coach, like a very established coach now, following in the footsteps of your dad, Rick Rojas, strength trainer, and just like a, a pillar of the Boulder community, you know. If if you're a runner in Boulder, you know now, you know, which is pretty cool. Um <laughs> And I love to ask this at the beginning of podcasts because, you know, it's it's easy, even though I've known you forever, I've, I just Googled you really quick right before this mm-hmm. to like get all your, your accolades down. And, <laughs> but how would you describe yourself? Um, how would I describe myself? Wow. Um, oh man, that's a, that's a tough question. If someone I didn't know, I guess, came up to me and be like, describe yourself, I'd be like, I am... Um, a slightly, uh, <laughs> impatient, driven, um, empathetic, um, girl. <laughs> it probably is that, that's what I would say. Um, that, yeah, is very lucky because, I mean, I, I grew up in the Boulder community with an amazing family and a great support system. So, um, yeah, I think that's what I'd say. That's so funny that the first thing that you came out of your mouth was impatient because like having followed you for, uh, you know, almost 10 years, it sounds like, Mm -hmm. um, I would, I would describe you as patient, patient, you know, um, and, and just the way you've been constantly chipping away every single year. Um, and, and like you've, you know, this is you never feel like you made it but from like an outside perspective Mm -hmm. you've made it you know Mm -hmm. you've you've chipped away at enough that you've fully stepped into it um what and what do you think has changed in the last couple years um like regarding my train like training but also just you know it's always easy for someone to to look at you and be like Odell just came on to the marathoning Mm -hmm. scene but that's that's not true I know that you know Mm -hmm. I've I've seen that but you know, from your perspective, um, did something click, you know, mm. in the last couple years? I would say, I mean, I've definitely, I've definitely like taken things more seriously in, yeah. the, in the last couple years. Um, like, you know, I think it, it, what 
a lot of it, a lot of what happens is like you like I had a really good performance mm-hmm. or I had a couple really good performances and once you have that and you're excited about it and you have like people under you and you have you get this like momentum and you get things rolling I think then you know things things switch um I've definitely put like running slowly as more of a priority than like um building my coaching business which has always been like a mm-hmm. hustle for me um and so yeah I'd say like just like the I'm I, I've been lucky enough these last couple of years to have the support of like Nike and Garmin and um to to actually like commit and to like go yeah. 100% in yeah would you say that you committed and went 100% in first you know after maybe that first big performance was that Boston 2021 that you're talking about or is that um, before I mean my first but like honestly CIM in 2018 yeah. Yeah. like I ran 231 which was the a standard and I think mm-hmm. that was really what got the ball rolling yeah and then I won grandma's like mm-hmm. right after that and then I was ninth at the trials and so I think really CIM was the first yeah and no I was not all in for yeah. any of those yeah. <laughs> I wasn't all in. you know I remember going into CIM I was like I would skip some workouts you know I would like do some intervals I was like traveling I was like enjoying life I was like partying to be Mm -hmm. honest and you know that like slowly slowly dwindled to like be pretty focused now yeah (laughs) um now that you're all in and it sounds like a big part of that was because of the support as sponsor of sponsors did that change anything with your relationship with running um let's see no, I mean, not really, like not in the, not in like, if you're like trying to say like, I didn't, I wasn't like, it doesn't put more pressure on me. I don't feel more stressed about it. I mm-hmm. still am very passionate about it. I still am doing it cause I love it. And, um, so I don't think the sponsors changed my relationship with running. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it, right now what's changed my relationship with running is, um, like the sacrifices that I've had to make um, and the fulfillment that I get with running and success and like opportunities, um, but also like all these sacrifices. So to me, it's, it's a very, um, it's a tricky, it's tricky for me right now because I am, I am missing out on things that like I really want and like really wish I had and like in life. Um, which to me is like something more balanced where I can like really deeply enjoy like relationships and, um, like stay up late. Like I value staying up late and I value like having glasses of wine and talking and I value like traveling and those things are kind of like by the wayside right now. So that, you know, that's like a tough thing for me, but then, you know, I know like, I'm like, okay, I only have a couple more years not a couple more years I have like you know a handful more years to like do this so it's like is it worth it you know and it's tricky for a female who's 35 too because you're like do I want to have kids do I want to be married you know so um it's a that that question has been revolving around in my head lately so yeah that's so hard (laughs) yeah and there's like so many moms that have uh shown that you can do it after kids but at the same time that's like serious time off yeah like the peak of your career and it's one thing to do it 
Uh, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. I don't even know. I, I, I Honestly, I don't even know how to have, like, a successful, like, relationship with 100% focus on running. Yeah. Like, that's, like, I think that's... I can't even imagine having kids. <laughs> I know. I so my my strength coach actually yesterday um, was like, you know, he just had his second, and he's my age, and he was like, yeah. when? So like, are you guys thinking like one year? I'm like, no, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, too far. And same thing, even like in a relationship, like I just got married, it's the same thing. And I, I struggle with that pendulum. And I think mm-hmm. it for a long time, it was like, you know, cause I, I went the collegiate route and then I had a very brief, um, uh, track pro track career and then was burnt out, but then went all in in trail running after that success and like got burnt out. Mm-hmm. Then the pendulum almost swung the other way yeah. and my life yeah. was super fulfilling, yeah. but my running <laughs> really, really suffered. And yeah. so like finding that balance is, mm-hmm. is like crucial. And I think that's the key is like, sometimes there's not, not balance and yeah. living with that. So yeah. How do you, how do you like cope with that? You know, <laughs> um, not well. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It, de- it depends. Um, it depends where I'm at in life. And, you know, I think I, I think I can do a better job with it, but I think I can like be like, okay, I understand I have, you know, a Chicago or I have, um, the trials or whatever, a three month build for that. And like, I can put my head down and really get into it. Um, but I get so like, I get so laser focused and I have blinders and then I think running is life. And then, you know, I, I, I don't think that's healthy for a long time. Yeah. So I think I can, I think I can take more time off and it's in like, when I say off after like a race, like off, off. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same way. And that's like, I think the struggle too is like, when you have success stepping away and, you know, pulling those blinders off and Mm -hmm. not, and not, you know, just being in this revolving door Mm -hmm. of the pursuit of great. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. It's like, I think that's what got to me is I, I never, you know, I, I did the thing and then I never stepped off the the treadmill, you know? And I think it's hard because you are like, you know, you, you might be getting pulled from like people, yeah. you know, that's one thing. Like you, you, you don't want to say no because you're like, yeah, these are great opportunities. So you're like getting pulled from people and then you're getting pulled by, you know, like the, like, I don't want to say fame, but like the, you know, notoriety. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, I, who am I, you know, like where am I and where is the people that matter to me in my life, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So how do you stay grounded in that? How do you, how do you make sure that your goals are your goals? You know, and I, as a coach myself, I, a big thing that we talk about is like, you know, external, external goals are great, but they don't really matter if it doesn't come from an internal place, Mm -hmm. you know? And that include, that's like, you know, I even say for a lot of my athletes, especially in trail running, like don't even look at the, any external metrics, like Mm -hmm. splits and, um, pace and heart rate and stuff, because that's, that's my job, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so like, how do you stay grounded and, and what, what is best for you? What, the goals that are important to you mm-hmm. without being influenced by all those outside factors like you know again sponsors that notoriety the opportunity even that can mm-hmm. even you know that's something that I get distracted by mm-hmm. I'm like oh my gosh 
uh, you know, the running has opened all these doors and I get to do all these cool things, mm-hmm. but the, the things often take away from the running itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, it's learning and like making mistakes and by experience. And mm-hmm. like for me, the more I get into it, you know, cause at first you're excited and then the more I get into it, the more I'm like, I'm, I'm like checking, you know, I'm willing to say no to things. Mm-hmm. I'm checking on like, okay, is this going to take away from time with whatever my family, my friends that I really need? Is this important to me? Um, am I doing it for other people? And yeah. so I think I have just like a checklist in my head of like, okay, do I say yes or no to this? I'm totally fine saying no to this, letting go of this opportunity, even though like it's probably a good one. Yeah. I think it's just learning. Oh my God. That's the hardest part for mm-hmm. me is just saying no. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, I mean, it's like everything. I know it's yeah. everything. And you got to yeah. say no so much, you know, whether it's to sponsors or to, you know, going f- like surfing with my husband, like, and mm-hmm. that, you know, that yeah. messes up my running a lot, but mm-hmm. like, it's something I love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to, dive a little bit deeper into this because when I I think of someone who's um just from a standpoint of you know the mental game you seem to be really consistent you know even if you had a day that you that didn't go exactly how you planned how you bounce back from that and um you don't let it get to you or get to your confidence and that cool confidence and that you know, resilient, consistent, and in my perspective, patient drive, like, how do you, how do you stay grounded in that itself? Like, what, what do you tell yourself to keep your mental game sharp? Because like, and sharp is such a light word to use for, because you have shown up, like, again, in the like, almost 10 years that I've known you, I, I feel like nothing has changed in your mental game. And it's, it's no matter what the, what's going on on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think I have, like, slowly, like, learned, um, through just, like, continuing to show up and being, like, okay, you have to, like, not have an ego, you have to, like, not put too much weight into any one performance, and I think I've learned from, from having really bad performances, but, like, the next one's great, you know what I mean? So I've learned, like, okay, you show up, you don't know what's gonna happen, it doesn't matter, Because, like, if you keep showing up, like, it will eventually pay off. Um, And so I think it it really, the the most important part is being very logical about your training. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, okay, I'm not going to set a goal that I can't, I can't make. I'm not going to, like, tell people goals, a goal that I have that's, like, far-fetched. You know what I mean? I'm going to keep that close. I'm going to keep, like, my goals pretty close to my heart. I'm going to, like be I'm gonna look at my training I'm gonna approach the race appropriately and I think that helps a lot because then you don't get so nervous because you're like yeah I got this no problem yeah um not having ego about anything because you're like yeah I don't care what those people think like um and that will just like help you show up every day and not get quite as nervous if you don't hit the numbers um and then um yeah just like being consistent and um I think those three things will just like, you know, mentally just like make you tougher and tougher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you separate the good ego and the bad ego? Because you have to have some ego to put yourself in the mix, you know, that, and there, there, 
you know, that is also ego to, to race with mm-hmm. the, the confidence of knowing that, you know, you can and, and very likely will make an Olympic team. Um, but with also knowing that, um, but not taking it into the day to day, you know, mm-hmm. it, that's, that's two very hard things to detach from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, doing it for yourself, you know, doing it for yeah. the right reasons and the reasons that you keep coming back to and not mm-hmm. doing it for others or to prove something or, um, I think that's what kind of like separates the like good ego and the, the bad ego. Yeah. Intrinsic goals, mm-hmm. like so important, so easy to say, I think so hard to do and something that like <laughs> yeah. I really have to try and do and get better at yeah I think it's a continual like lesson yeah yeah and some days you'll be worse at it <laughs> right. some, some days it's not there you're yeah. like well <laughs> yeah. you're like well I feel like mess that one yeah. up <laughs> yeah. yeah um what role has your dad played in um as your coach and that's like a very special relationship that um not a lot of people could do successfully, you know. Yeah. It's delicate <laughs> to say the least. It is. Um yeah, I think I I have I'm lucky cuz my dad's amazing and he's really patient with me and he you know, he's always believed in me. He's always seen I think a lot of potential in me and um he's just there to support me. Like he's there. He's like what do you want to do? How far do you want to take this? How can I help you? Yeah. Um And so I kind of get to, like, dictate where to go, what I want to do, how hard I want to push. And he's almost just there as, like, a support system for me. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I think that helps because he doesn't have, like, any control issues with me. You know what I mean? It's just, like... Me doing my thing and him supporting me. Yeah. Is he your coach or are you coaching yourself or is it like... No, he coaches coaches me. Yes, yes. But if I'm like, all right, here are my goals or here's what I want to do this season or like here's the big, here's my big thing, you know, he'll just be like, all right, let's, let's do it. You know, here's, I can write a plan for it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it always, are you guys able to separate that like dad and coach relationship or is it all kind of mixed Mixed <laughs> yeah, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a very, I mean, yeah, we get sometimes that we're not um, coach athlete. Yeah. But a lot of it is running. It's hard to separate the running because, I mean, we're also like passionate about running and love following and talking about running and learning more about running. But it, the moments where we get that are like very um, dad, daughter are less yeah (laughs) yeah 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 um and like I I'm just curious because like some of the hardest but most important truths in my life that like hard truths that I needed to hear came from my coaches you know like Mm -hmm. yeah you were messing up in this way or like like you know the hard questions um are do you feel that because he's your dad and your coach. And I imagine like with every athlete that there's been some of those conversations, you know, maybe not, but um, mm-hmm. does it, you know, if it was my dad, I would be less inclined to listen. Personally, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Um, how do those conversations go? And, and um, you know, I'm just, I'm so interested in the dynamic because it is such a delicate and unique one. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, sometimes it takes, like, he has so much experience running and coaching that sometimes, uh, especially at the beginning, you know, he, he would tell me things and I wouldn't listen because yeah. I'm like, there, there are, and as a coach, I'm sure you know this, there are things that like, you can tell athletes a million times, but they have to learn on their own. Yeah. And it might take them a couple times. And so he, you know, tell me things and, um, a lot of times like I'd like kind of half listen, but then like get to a spot and be like, okay, I get it. I understand mm-hmm. what you were telling me. And, uh, and so now like after like, you know, many, many times of that, I'm like, okay, I should probably listen to him and like trust him <laughs> like yeah. without making the mistakes on my own. But yeah. Um, can you give an example of that? I was trying to think of one. <laughs> um, I mean, like a, a really simple example is just like overdoing it, you yeah. know, just like pulling back the mileage mm-hmm. um, because like it, it's true, like consistency is the most important thing. You don't want to get burned out. You just want to like show up, leave, do it again the next day. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, patience. So like I wanted to run a bunch of miles and he was like, yeah, I think we should keep it here, you know, and then... I ran a really great marathon and I was like, wow, that, that really, you know, like, okay, that really worked, you know? And then, um, you know, yeah. So little, little things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I think that's the lesson that we all need to learn. (laughs) That's (laughs) the one that we can all relate to. More is not always better. (laughs) More is not better. Usually not. Yeah. Um, So I, you know, you have been kind of, on the forefront of, um, strength training as a endurance athlete, you know, um, you, you know, I, I've only known you to be a huge proponent of strength training, even like, you know, when we met, like every other endurance coach that I knew was like, don't, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, what, where did that come from? Because like I, and it's, it's been the thing that has like helped me the most in my running and just uh-huh. like staying healthy. And uh-huh. I think we've talked about that a little bit and it's, it's like so crazy, but like how, like, where did that come from in you and how did you, how, how were you able to stay confident in that when there's like so much stigma around strength training, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years ago? Um, I mean, once again, like my dad had me like strength training in the garage when I was like 10, you know, (laughs) doing like lat rows. I remember being like, I just liked it. Like Mm -hmm. it was just like fun for me. It felt really good for me. That's huge. Um, and I think I just naturally gravitated towards it. So my dad, I remember like when I was doing triathlons after college, my dad was like, we got to get you doing some Olympic lifting. Like, I think it's really good. It's like helps your athleticism. Like I think, um, so I worked with a coach and I, I think obviously my body's also like, um, more prone to like put on muscle and like, I'm a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I just think I gravitated toward it. I always felt better doing it. Mm-hmm. I like doing it. I've always done it in really fun ways. So, yeah. Um, like my friends do it. So we would have like, we would just like do it in a really fun way. Like most people hate strength training cause they're like, I don't want to be in the gym doing like reps. And I'm like, I get it, but it doesn't have to be like that. You yeah. know, it can, be, it can actually be fun. Um, and then it just like worked for me, you know? So there's definitely been times where, you know, in my brain, I'm like, Oh, I should stop. I should stop. You know, like yeah. when I got really serious, like maybe two or three years ago, I was like, Oh, I need to stop doing strength training. 
Um, and then it just like never worked for me, you know, it's yeah. just like, nope, my body doesn't feel good. I want to do it. I feel better doing it. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've like, you know, really introduced strength training in like the last uh, three years or so. Um, and I feel like my issue is I, I just haven't quite figured out the formula and I, you know, I tend to overdo it when my peak training, mm, when I'm overdoing yeah. it in strength. And yeah. like, it's, it's just, it is hard to figure out, especially for someone who has no weightlifting history. Yeah. Like I did a little bit in college and when I ran the 800 and, um, but like so little, like, you know, some 12 pound dumbbells. Okay. You know? yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that is a, that's a good question. It's hard to like figure out and and there's then the thing that I think a lot of people have to know is that there's so many ways to do it Mm -hmm. and I think people are like oh I'm not doing it right you know and I think um you just have to like be in there consistently back off during like your build for whatever your marathon your ultra or whatever you're doing um you know make sure you're 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 not overdoing it make sure you're doing it in the off season so that in when you're in that big build like you you already have built such a base and you just yeah. have to kind of maintain it. Yeah. Um, you have to keep like, okay, what's the priority, you know, in your head, obviously. Um, but there's a lot of ways of doing it. And um, I think if you like get help from someone you just like trust in the program and yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other advice for someone that's trying to get into it as a, like an endurance athlete that wants to, you know, feel strong in their running add you know, a new stress to their training, um, but isn't, yeah. doesn't know where to start. I would say like find like a strength training for runner program. Yeah. Um, there's a lot out there and start really light Yeah. and start light. And if you like, you're not like confident in like the movements, I would say like hire someone to like watch you and like help you for a couple sessions and yeah. make sure you're like doing them correctly. But, um, be consistent is the most important thing. Yeah. I think like for me and you know, I'm still figuring it out. It's like start stupid light, you know, stupid light, light. um, you know, find ways to make it fun. Um, Mm -hmm. and if like, it doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. And Mm -hmm. like, that's when you should find outside help. And that's like from my own mistakes, it's just, you know, tanked me, (laughs) you know, not following one of those three. Yes. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so again, like you're, you're such a pillar of the Boulder community. And I think that comes from being a hometown hero. I think that's from, you know, working at the Boulder running company, being super involved in the community um and you know even though you're as elite as it gets you're accessible you know you you take the time to to talk to your fans and you you coach a lot of people here in boulder and i i find that really um admirable what would you what what do you hope that you would represent to a younger runner, specifically a younger female runner, like, you know, say a Boulder High freshman? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I would hope, like, a strong female um, runner and coach. Like, I, I would hope, like, a f- like, a high school girl would look at me and be like, oh, my, I can do it. I No matter, like, what I look like or who I am, like, if I pursue my passion, even if it's not in running, um, 
I can I can do it, you know, or I can like be where I want to be or do it my their own way, you know. I don't do it very traditionally. Um and I think that's like one of the cool things and and very important and I think um just having like a someone that I mean, I you know, I'm human. I'm not like the strongest yeah. person ever, but like like a strong female to to look up to and um and to gain confidence from I would hope that yeah yeah well I think that's kind of cool that you're like you know you know human you know that is like a lot of the people who are at the top you know you don't get to know the human side of them yeah and I think that is what you know creates a um uh, a role model is someone that you can like look up to but also relate to yeah yeah Yeah. um coaching you know we keep talking about coaching and like I I have to ask like do you how do you do you find that that helps your own running um the relationships that you have with your athletes or do you find that it takes away from it I I go back and forth myself I'm (laughs) like sometimes I pour way too you know I'm like I care so much about my athletes that like it can take away from my own stuff Mm -hmm. but sometimes I you know it just makes me passionate about the whole sport Mm -hmm. how about you um I think, I mean, I, I, I love coaching. I love my athletes. Um, they bring me so much fulfillment. Um, especially though, like I have one practice a week. Well, I coach one practice a week in Boulder at the track. And like those days I have like a strong, like a big group of like these amazing, they're all females and they're all so like such, they have such great attitudes love being there we all support each other and like there's nothing that brings like I come home from those practices and I'm like man I feel so good you know um but I I do think like for me it's been a really really big struggle backing off my coaching and prioritizing my running Mm -hmm. um and I think half of that is just like I'm I'm just like I'm in this mode of like I need to survive and I need to like I need to make money to live yeah. and I need to like make money for my future to make sure I'm okay. Um, so if I had it, if I had it, the, I think the best way I would coach 10 athletes <laughs> really well <laughs> and, um, and focus on running. Yeah. But no, I coach like 50 athletes and <laughs> I have like five coaches under me that also coach not they don't coach as many athletes but you know I have like a whole business um so so yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um do you I mean in that perfect world uh is it elite are you training like the future or are you just training people who are super passionate about chasing their goals at any level um after my running career I absolutely want to coach elites like I want to have like an elite group yeah and that's like that's like my dream for the future um right now I think just like I'm happy coaching anyone who um is uh, coachable (laughs) yeah um what does success look like for you then like in 10 years if you look back at like your running career your coaching career Mm -hmm. what you know in your life in general like Mm -hmm. what what does success look like for you um Honestly, it looks like having fulfilling relationships around me, um, living the life I want to live, meaning like living 
um, like with around people who I love and love me, um, and being able to have the freedom to, um, do what I want every day. Yeah. (laughs) Has that changed in the last 10 years that, you know, if someone had asked you 10 years ago, what, um, what success might look like? Yes. I'd be like, I need to be an Olympian (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) or I need to, you know, be a successful, like a super successful coach or, you know, um, but I think as I go on and realize like, (laughs) you know, I have more accolades or stuff or money. Um, I realize more and more like, okay, like, yeah, I have this, like, I bought a sick Jeep and I love it, but <laughs> red, uh, interior. <laughs> yeah, red leather interior, everyone. But, uh, you know, is that is what's really making me happy? No, like the relationships and like those are like actually what I want. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like so funny how the closer you are to what you thought success was, yeah. the like, less like, it matters. No. <laughs> I think yeah. like that's this something we can all remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I know you have to go here pretty soon. And thank you so much for, for coming. Of course. Um, and squeezing us in. But I love to end with this question. Um, what is something that you're proud of that, you know, your fans and your followers might not know? you know, that you might not have ever talked about. Mm. Um, oh, that's a tough one <laughs> that I'm proud of. Um, I mean, I think the thing I'm proud of the most is honestly like, um, like getting to where I'm at, like independently, um, like doing it all, doing it all on my own, basically. Like yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of myself for like living in my mom's basement, being a triathlete. Um, and then like being like, okay, I want to create, like, I want to work for myself. I want to coach and like freaking hustling so hard for so, so, so long. Um, and finally getting to a place where I am like, not taking on any more athletes and I get to like choose what I want to do and like be in a place where I like feel like I'm like, you know, like I'm, I've, I've like gotten to like this really great spot, um, in my life and I worked really hard for it. Yeah. Were there times, um, that you doubted yourself and that you know when you were just freaking grinding and like oh my gosh felt like you're beating your head against the wall (laughs) I mean yeah there was times I was working like 25 jobs I was like go 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 and um and I was like and then I was like I can't like this is not working so I went to EMT school and I was like I'm gonna become a nurse you know or a PT or physician's assistant whatever I was like this is going to be like a stable job. I worked at an urgent care for a while to get like into school. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just like realized I was like, yeah, it's like kind of fun to learn about medicine and cool stuff. But I was just like, I was like, this is like not my dharma at all. Like any, like, I feel like this is for someone else. Like I'm doing it. I could be okay at it, but like I should, this is not, 
Like, I should be, like, out there. Yeah. <laughs> just going through the motions. Yeah. Because, like, it's easy. You saw, like, the easy path. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, what did you tell yourself? And you kind of touched on it. But in those times where you faced the, the doubt and, and your trajectory? Um, I think I just, like, my gut. I think my gut was just, like you can't do this like this isn't this isn't you like this isn't and like I I, yeah I think I've always just like kind of known I'd be I'd be like a coach because that's all what I've wanted to be and an athlete um so I think it was more like my gut telling me things and and honestly the universe I think like you know it would be like I would like do this but then like all of a sudden I had like five more clients sign up or something and I'd be like oh I can go a little more here and then I'd like go the other way and then like somehow the universe would be like oh but wait you did really well at a race you know and so I think it was just like every time just like pulled me back in yeah and I listened so yeah listening is everything yeah yeah well I think we exactly hit 45 minutes all right Um, thank you so much (laughs) for again squeezing us in and I hope uh I get to ask you my next 50 questions next time (laughs) (laughs) thanks now yeah thanks for having me thanks for listening guys cat out